Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. Listen, listen, I don't know about any reports. Of course, I'm frustrated because, you know, we're not healthy. You know, we're, it's, it's a lot of inconsistency for whatever reason. Injuries, COVID, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's frustrating. I think everybody in this organization is frustrated because we are better than what our record is and we should be, you know, on the way up. So that's all it is. I don't I mean, I don't know about reports. If you didn't hear from me, like, I don't, I don't, I don't talk to nobody. I have an agent. <laughs> like, you know, if you don't hear from me, then it's reports. So, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm frustrated because I want to win and I'm, I'm a competitor. It's pretty simple. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to another show. Glad to have you guys back here. The NBA has been great. I've been enjoying it. Hope you all as well. I know football playoffs is right now that's going on with the AFC and the NFC and you got stuff that's kind of going brewing in the NFL by who's going to go where and stuff like that. But as far as the NBA, which is what I talk about mostly. I'll say about 100% of the time, so that's all of it, right? It's been pretty entertaining as far as in January. Usually in January, you have a slow slump of the season. You know, you kind of figure out what teams are legit and ones are the ones pretending and the ones that are trash, right? But January is that type of month where big stars don't really come out like that and play and you have teams that are just treading water and you have teams that are trying to fight for the first position and teams you're surprised about yada 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 but we're about to be in february in the next couple days so you know what happens in february the trade deadline is about to happen in a couple weeks nba all-star weekend and after that it's pretty much a race up to, up to this point it's a marathon teams are just taking the precautions you know covid injuries and try to you know pace themselves yeah Load management's happening from now on. So post All-Star Weekend is when you kind of see the, the, you know, the antics pick up, right, as far as players. You see the chemistry starts going. You see teams really fighting. Games that seems like playoff atmospheres, those will happen. So as times go on, we'll see that stuff. But if you're not enjoying it up to this point, I don't know what y'all are watching because I am. I mean, I cover basketball 100% of the time, and I'm enjoying the games right now. So I hope you're having a good time. Uh, and before we can kind of get into the topic of the day, and this has been brewing for the last couple of weeks or the last couple of months, depending on how you guys see it or how you guys want to angle it. But before we get into that, if you're new to this channel, go ahead and subscribe. You know, hit that bell notification right there. Thumbs up if you can. Anytime we I drop a video, you get those alerts to your tablets, your cell phones, etc. Yada yada. We're on all streaming platforms, every single one of them that you can think of: audio or video, YouTube, etc. I'm on every single social media platform out there as well. You see all the handles right there. I'm on Twitter, IGTV, IG, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, etc. Yada, yada, yada. And the ones that have been watching and tuning in ever since day one, I appreciate the love. Can't thank you enough. So here we go. Let's just go ahead and dive into it because this is something that I've been saying has been brewing as of late and as of the last couple of months. But lately, it's been picking up storm. You know, and, and this is big. This is big right now. So as of... The last week or so, right, the, and we're, we're strictly talking about James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets, right? So I'm going to go on one topic about him and then combine the two with the Nets, right? So according to, this is all I'm going to read to you guys. According to a Bleach Report, 
And Jake Fisher is well known with Bleacher Report. This is what he reported recently. James Harden is not enjoying Brooklyn. For some reason, whatever it may be, dude is not vibing in Brooklyn. That's what he said, right? And Jake Fisher, to a certain degree, I'll take his word for it. I mean, dude has been around been around for a long time, even before Bleacher Report. And, and he pretty much doesn't come out the woodwork you know, and, and out of thin air, make up a story. That doesn't happen on Jake's side. And, then, and like me following Jake for a while, I know how he is. He does not, he's not a cap star. He doesn't throw stuff like that in the midair. So to this, it makes some sense. Why? I'll tell you this. Bleacher Report. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, instead of speaking to the reports, can you just talk about your experience living in Brooklyn? What do you mean? <laughs> the, the report suggested that you were unhappy. You're talking about reports. I don't, I don't know about reports. Did you guys hear from me? That's, like, that's what I'm asking. All right, so I don't, I don't know about no reports. <laughs> do you enjoy New York City? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Harden grew, like, he pretty much played bulk of his peak years in Houston. So imagine coming down from the southern states, warm temperatures, you know, the party seems crazy. New York to a certain degree, yes. You know, but Brooklyn is pretty much cold in the winter, can't move around a lot. That's my assumption of how he projects it as, right? So the news is coming out that dude's not a fan of it, right? Have you seen the if you seen the clip right after the intro, you've seen what James Harden is frustrated about, right? Like he's not he's not happy with the situation with quote-unquote, the team. And I'll go ahead and break that stuff down for you. But that, that's what Jake Fisher is basically saying. And he also voiced his frustration about Kyrie, you know, having this part-time status, a part-time player he is. And James Harden has to take the bulk of, you know, playing by himself with a bunch of 10-day contracts, rookies, undrafted, uh, you know, rookies or undrafted players, and then role players. So, like, he is not fonded by that. He is not happy about that. So that is... The two things that's definitely on top of his frustration list. He ain't vibing with Brooklyn, and he's definitely not digging, you know, the whole Kyrie thing. And I don't care what you say. Like, from my perspective, right, if I have a production team, which I have some people behind the cameras, if I have some of y'all not here full time, and I'm doing the bulk of the work, but yet I'm getting criticized for the lack of how this is being put out there for you guys to watch or hear, and they don't get none of that stuff, yeah, I'll be upset, even if we're homeboys, even if we're brothers, yada, yada, yada. You're supposed to, to a certain degree, show your professionalism, right? Like You're getting paid to be where you're at. And like I said, Kyrie, hey, man, that's your choice. You want to get vaxxed or not, but obviously this is what you expect. What y'all expect? James Harden KD winning the title without Kyrie or be him being part-time player and he's going to get all the accolades at the same time? Like, obviously, you lose games, you're frustrated, you have no other guys to go to. If you see Patty Mills, Patty Mills is busting his tail off. If, if y'all been watching the Nets, Patty Mills is doing his thing. But he ain't no Kyrie. He ain't no difference maker. And we all see what happened with the Lakers. When the Lakers came to town in Brooklyn, to the Brooklyn Center, right, they pretty much it was a good game at first. Then Stanley Johnson, who they, thank God, finally gave him what he deserved, the two-year Contract instead of his 10 day contracts they're giving him. He pretty much locked up James Harden, gave him frustrated the whole entire second half. And then at that point, who do you have? They trapped James Harden on picks. P 
Pick and rolls, pick and pops, they trapped him. Corners, they trapped him. They said, hey, you have to beat us with somebody else, not James Harden. Who's somebody else? I mean, I'll wait. You have Patty Mills over here. Well, you have you have, uh, uh, you have Nikki Claxton over there. You got Brown over here. Like, who do you really have? KD's not there. Kyrie's not there because you can't play at home games. Right? Joe Harris is still injured. He's been injured for the last couple months. Who do you really have? LaMarcus Aldridge? Don't tell me that. Paul Millsap? Don't tell me that. So I understand where he's coming from. And obviously, he's denying everything. He's obviously publicly out there saying, yeah, man, that's not true. Who, wh- wh- where's these reports coming from? From who? That ain't true. If it ain't coming from me, it ain't true. You really think KD and James Harden is going to come out there publicly and just bash Kyrie? They're not going to do that. But there's some chirping going in the background because KD just a couple months ago was asked, hey, like this is when even Kyrie came in the picture. Kyrie obviously said, I'm not, I'm not going to play. Right? So they said the team said, you're not going to play home in a way. This is like sometime in the end of October, somewhere in November, I believe. They asked him, have you spoken to Kyrie Irving? He said, I haven't, I haven't talked to him. That is crazy. Like, all you do, KD, and all you do, Kyrie's hoop. Like, out of sight of that, you guys are not really out there socializing, especially during COVID. You're not really out there. So to hear that y'all not even communicating at all, that's a red flag. Like, that's a warning shot. Like, oh, man, okay. Uh, it smells like smoke to me. Nah, it smells like fire. That's what it smells like. Then you have this whole James Harden situation about, hey, he's not really happy about, you know, Steve Nash and how they, they're running his the system that he wants to run as far as James Harden. He said, hey, if Kyrie's not here and Katie's not here because Katie's hurt and Kyrie's on a part-time deal or part-time status, run the system that has been run for me in Houston. Nope. They pretty much made James Harden the James Harden of what he is right now in the Nets. Like, they're not running anything that he... Put shooters around him, let him do his thing. James Harden did it with the worst roster. He had rosters before this roster. It was trash. He had in Houston. Or similar rosters to that. So, obviously, butting hands with the whole system with Steve Nash. Frustrated about Kyrie's situation. Not vibing about living in Brooklyn. I get all that. So, all these are red flags, right? These are all red flags. So, and on top of that, it's been also reported, and I'm reading this right now as we speak, it's also been reported that The Athletic said that James Harden chose the Nets. He chose the Nets over the Sixers, all because he saw, woo, I have Kyrie and KD, and I can go to the NBA Finals, or should I go Joe, uh, go join Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons? And this is before Ben Simmons' debacle with the Sixers. He said, I'd rather go here. To the Nets. And now he's dealing with this. And you look at the Sixers. They're balling without Ben Simmons. So imagine if you went to the Sixers. Which I'll go ahead and speak about that in a second. Joining Joel B. That's a possibility, right? We'll get into that in a second. But going for it. So the Nets traded everything to get James Harden. They traded three first round picks for the next couple of years. They traded young players. They had swaps. All this for James Harden. Just to have a feeling that he might be here long-term, just to have a shot that they might win an NBA championship. But James Harden right now is basically saying that I'm going to probably test free agency, and I'll tell you why. In October, before the season starts, James Harden had the option to sign an extension for $161 million. He turned that down. 
obviously this is all for financials. And I go and bring that, I'll break that stuff down to you in a few minutes. He turned that down. He said, hey, I want to test free agency. And I don't blame him. Since James Harden has been in the league, coming out of Arizona State University, right there, Sun Devils, he has never tested the waters of free agency. Never did. Got traded from Houston, from OKC to Houston. Signed an extension and an extension and an extension. Then comes to here with that extension that he has signed with Houston. So that last year on his contract, this, or next year actually, is still a Houston deal. So he turned that down for financials. Obviously, it makes sense. 161 or more money? What would you take? More money? Yeah, so going back. So the whole KD, the whole Kyrie, the whole James Harden situation is definitely going to be something to be paying attention to going forward. And like I said, as this gets deeper into the season, depending on what seed they are, no matter if they're a seventh seed, no matter if they're a sixth seed, if you have those three guys on the court, or say 2.5 because Kyrie can't play home games, that's still good enough as long as those three guys are healthy and they're available. Kyrie, obviously, we know his situation, right? So there's no way I'm going to sit here and panic for the Nets. If you're Nets fans, you're still in good hands going forward. Don't panic yet, right? So I don't know. Harden, um, obviously, is ticked off. He's not really happy about the situation going forward. So we, we, we like, like I said, Steve Nash... How he wants to how he wants to run a system with James Harden only. That's not vibing. Obviously, we see what happened with James Harden after the Lakers game. Didn't play against the, the, the Nuggets right after they got waxed. Then they come over here to the Golden State Warriors in in San Francisco, and Kyrie kept it as, as, kept the game pretty much competitive until the last second. So uh, I don't know. Like going forward, like, obviously this might this might be continuing for, for sure, but I wouldn't really panic going forward. And here is. Something for y'all to let, let, let this sink in for a second. Let this sink in. The New Jersey, oh, New Jersey, the Brooklyn Nets. And no one has really thought about this yet. The Brooklyn Nets, if they make it to the playoffs, is this sixth seed or a seventh seed, whatever it may be, hypothetically, they play against the Toronto Raptors. What will happen to the Brooklyn Nets? Any suitors? Hmm? Raise your hand in the background if you can. You want to answer this question. What will happen to the Brooklyn Nets? Nobody, right? Let me tell you. If the Brooklyn Nets play the Raptors in the first round or second round, let's just say hypothetically it happens, right? This is obviously we don't know what's going to happen down the road. But for sure the Nets will be in there. Raptors is here and there. If they play each other, that means Kyrie Irving will not be able to play in the whole entire series. Four games, six games, seven games will not be able to play that because Canada will not allow anyone into their country from the NBA if you're not vaxxed. So you just let that sink in. Can't play there, and you definitely can't play your house in Brooklyn. So that's the only series he will not be able to play in if it comes to the players. So if that happens, how would James Harden feel about that? How would KD feel about that? How would Steve Nash feel about that? Because those three guys obviously are scratching their head and voicing their, you know, their distress and, you know, and, and they're not and, you know, being unhappy with the situation, but they have to respect Kyrie's decision. Steve Nash's job solely depends on their success. He's not grandfathered in. He's not giving, you know, this team on a silver plate. KD obviously went out in his neck and got Steve Nash here to get hired because Steve Nash was, you know, some type of personnel uh, with, the, with the Golden State Warriors when KD was in the Golden State Warriors. So that's how he got the job. KD signed off to that. 
But Steve Nash's job's not secured. James Harden's future is not secured. Only KD. Only KD. He signed his 200-plus mil in the offseason. So he ain't going nowhere in, anywhere. But those are the guys who are up in the air. If that happens. If you, if you play against the Raptors and Kyrie's not there and you lose, what do you think is going to happen? KD's not going to be happy about that, but he's stuck in the situation because he signed a contract. But eventually, best friends or homies, whatever it might be, this is going to probably throw some salt in the wound for sure. But let's go ahead and just get into this whole James Harden in the Nets. This is So that whole debacle is about James Harden being frustrated about, you know, not having Kyrie there, you know, full-time. He's only being a part-time player. The system that Steve Nash has operating with James Harden without those two guys, right, and not him living in Brooklyn. That's James Harden. Now let's talk about James Harden in the future with the Brooklyn Nets. All right, the Nets, this trade deadline is not going to entertain James Harden's trades at all, not one bit. So if you're out there thinking you want to get James Harden, even if it was Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns, they're not trading him. You know why? It's because they know they can go long-term with James Harden. That's what they feel like. So James Harden, don't even bother calling Brooklyn. Yeah, you, you might call him, you know, want to hear some offers and see what's really out there and just in case plan A doesn't work. But regardless of all the options, it would work for the Brooklyn Nets because 99% of what's going to happen in the outcome in the summer or in June is going to be in the hands of Brooklyn Nets majority than it would be James Harden. I'll explain it to you guys in a second. So going back, James Harden in October turned down a $161 million extension with the Brooklyn Nets this past October or before October uh, for this season. So for that extension to stay with Brooklyn Nets, he turned that, he turned that money down to – actually gain some more money coming season. So what I'm trying to say is basically he can get more money. And what I mean by that is that this season that ends, he has a one more year on his contract, a player option, which he can opt in for $47 million, which I doubt he will opt in only if he can get an extension with the Brooklyn Nets. If he opts out, then obviously he'll be a restricted free agent meaning that the Nets can still give him the contract or they can do a signing trade still with James Harden. So for the first time in his career, he'd be a free agency to test the waters. So here I'm going to give you the options, right? These are the three options I believe will pan out for James Harden. So option one, he can opt into his final year of his contract, meaning that he'll be eligible to get a $223 million extension plus the $47 million, okay? That gives him roughly about five years. And the reason why he opts in is a better situation is because there come, there's some perks that can come with your signings. Second thing, option two, sorry. Option two is that he can opt out and then he will be eligible to sign a $270 million contract. Yes, I said it again. $270 million with the Brooklyn Nets for five years. Okay, so there's, there's no difference regardless of how it plays out. If he opts in for that, you know, $47 million, then he can get a maximum of $223. If you add it together, it's about $269, some, cha- some change, right? Or whatever it, whatever it is. So roughly around that price. If he opts out, then he can sign with the Nets again after he tests the, the market. Ah, I really stay with the Brooklyn Nets. He'll get a max of $270. Like I said, either option A, or option one, or option two is identical. There's no difference. Obviously, some perks you will get if you opt in instead of opting out. And then here's the third option. Third option will be if he opts out, right, and wants to sign with any other team, don't matter what it is, 
If he wants to sign with any other team besides the Brooklyn Nets, he can sign for a max $200 million. So the reason why he didn't, opt, he didn't sign an extension in October is because he can get more money regardless of his situation. So why take the 161 in October when you can get minimum 200 in this market this summer, if not maximum 270? So obviously he opted out for financials. You know, uh, the GM, uh, Sean Marks, the owner, to Shea, uh, Joe Shea, both confronted James Harden when he opted out for $161 million, asked him his state of mind, how you feeling? Is this more about emotions, about how what things are going on with Kyrie? He said, no, this is strictly about money. Simple as that. They said, okay, cool. So then now the Nets are comfortable. That's what they said. We're not going to entertain no trades because James Harden months ago just clarified, hey, this ain't about Kyrie or KD or anybody else. I want my money. I want more money. So I'm not taking 161. You're going to offer me double that. Not double, but like almost $100 million more or more, right? It's crazy. 161 or 270. So $100 million. I'll take that deal, right? So obviously, if he opts out, if, if James Harden opts out this deal and wants to test the market for, like I said, for $200 million, there is no cap out there at all. Like I literally went through all the team's financials for next season, not even this year, next season, who are they retaining as far as on the books, right? There's, there's going to be some free agents this year. Obviously, the biggest name is going to be Bradley Bill. But outside of that, I'm looking at all the financials. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, there's only three teams, maybe four. San Antonio Spurs have all the cap and the space in the world to sign James Harden to $200 million. Same thing with the Orlando Magic. Same thing with the Detroit Pistons. And same thing with the OKC Thunder. All those teams, four of them, can sign him for $20 million. But you really think James Harden is going to leave this situation to go join San Antonio and who? To go join Detroit Pistons and who? To go join Orlando Magic and who? Or OKC Thunder? No shot, no shot, no diss to SGA. But James Harden, I ain't going back to OKC after what you did to me. You know what Sam Presti did to you? Sam Presti basically chose Ibaka, Sergi Ibaka, over James Harden. And the difference was $6 million. And they traded James Harden to Houston for Kevin Martin. And then you're going to go back to that? Sam Presti, I ain't hitting this OKC. I think Sam Presti did a great job in Oklahoma. But that was a terrible decision. In this league, you got to have guards or ball handlers. Serge Ibaka, no disassurge, but it's a bunch of guys that can go get off the street. They can block shots. They can rebound, play physical. And yeah, he on occasion hit shots here and there. There's a lot of guys like that. But there's not a lot of guys who can ball handle like James Harden. And if you want to say, well, Sam Presti didn't know. What do you mean he didn't know? James Harden was basically a sixth man. Dude was averaging double-digit points. And obviously that year going to the NBA Finals in you know, 2012 and the year on after that, he was balling. So, I don't know what you were talking about, Sam Presti, but I don't want to go off rails. I don't want to go, you know, uh, on a rant. We all know James Harden's not going to OKC. We know that for a fact. So, let's just let's just end that right there. So, there's only, th- there's only three teams. Spurs, Pistons, Magic. And those three teams, he ain't going to. So, what is this is what James Harden's going to do. The only scenario I can see him joining Joel Embiid, the only scenario is if the Sixers don't jump the gun and ship Ben Simmons out of town by the trade deadline in a couple weeks. If they keep Ben Simmons until the offseason, that's where you have more leverage. Right now, everybody's trying to basically take advantage of the Ben Simmons trade. 
trying to offer you Chris LeVert and Sabonis from the Pacers for Ben Simmons? How's Sabonis going to feel with, with Joel Embiid? Okay, Chris LeVert is nice, but that's not going to change my team. It's not going to make my team better. But if I have a chance to get James Harden for Ben Simmons, because James Harden might be disgruntled in Brooklyn, and Ben Simmons is already going to be out anyways, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold on. So going back, James Harden, the only way you can go back to the Sixers, and I'm going to read this to you right now, which it, if it makes sense to me, right, is if the Sixers figure out a way to move Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons, right, or so to say Tobias Harris's contract, because it's heavy, you know, they, they try to trade uh, Tobias to the, to the Hawks for, you know, uh, 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 Collins, right, and they said, we, nope, we don't want Tobias' contract. So if Tobias gets moved and you can trade Ben Simmons to, to, to the Nets, then that can work. But I don't see that happening. I don't see you can move Tobias' contract. But let's say if they let's say they kept him. Let's say they kept Tobias Harris past his trade deadline. Because right now they're shopping him like crazy. And they have Ben Simmons on the roster, right? If Harden opts out and demands a sign-in trade with Philly, right, for the same package, for the same package, Tobias and Ben Simmons, right, this will present somewhat of a problem if James Harden opts out. If he opts out his contract and does and sign and agrees to do a signing trade, then the Sixers get cart uh, they get hard capped, meaning that they won't have enough money to build a team around James Harden. It's the flexibility of cash flow. Okay, that's why I say if you if you opt into your contract, there's more perks. Meaning, if James Harden signed opted into his contract, his forty seven million dollars remaining. Plus a 223 he's going to sign. And then they ship him to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons. That means they're not hard kept. They, can, they have enough wiggle room to sign multiple minimum bets. They can sign $5 million contracts to minimum bets to, for example, let me give you an example, Carmelo Anthony, right? Or, or Trevor Ariza, right? Guys of those natures that have been in the league for a while are getting minimum bets right now with the Lakers on one-year deals. Sixers can do that. But if James Harden takes option two and opts out, right, and then signs with the Sixers that way, and then gets traded to the Sixers for a signing trade, then the Sixers are going to be hard cap, and they will only have about 200,000 or less, 200 grand or less to sign players to fill out the rosters. That means it'll be James Harden, Tobias Harris, Ben, uh, obviously Ben will be traded, right? It'll be so it'll be James Harden, Tobias Harris, uh, Joel Embiid. That means Danny Green will get cut or waived because they won't be able to keep him. Seth Curry, they will not be able to keep him, right? Uh, you have other guys, they will not be able to keep those guys. They would have to sign a lot of players below 200 grand, which is impossible to do, which is impossible to do. You see what the Lakers did. When they signed, when they traded for Russ, and they traded for this, uh, traded for Russell Westbrook to come to the Lakers in the, last, in the offseason, they had to literally scratch and claw for guys to get on this team. That's why a lot of them have a bunch of, you know, uh, of uh Minimum minimums, veteran minimums, like a Trevor Ariza, like a Dwight Howard, like a, a Carmelo Anthony. But that can only happen for identical to the Sixers if, if James Harden opts into the contract and then add, demands a trade to the Sixers for a signing trade, which means they'll get Ben Simmons. But if he opts out, then the Sixers will be cash-strapped. I don't think they want to do that. The last team to do that was this was the Miami Heat. When when Sixers when uh, Ben uh, not Ben Simmons sorry Jimmy Butler was leaving the Sixers because they didn't want to sign him. They rather pay Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy Butler. To this day, I don't understand why. But let's just go forward. They give the money to Jimmy Butler in Miami, 
right? They did a signing trade with Miami because he opted out his contract to be a free agent, right? They were cash strapped. They couldn't, they couldn't get nobody. But they were fortunate, though, at that time. Bam was still under his deal, right? Tyler Hero was still under his rookie deal. They, the undrafted player, Duncan Robinson, had pennies on the dollars on his contract before the bubble, 2019-2020. Thanks re-ups after the bubble because of his miracle or the, the, the streak he was on as far as shooting threes, he got paid $70-plus million, right? Their cap changed the year after that. But if it was that particular year, they had to get players. It would be impossible for the Heat. But it makes sense now, right? Because, like, back then they had young players. Sixers don't have a lot of young players. I mean, they do in a sense, but not, not enough to help you. So if James Harden wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets, this is what's going to happen. I mean, if, I mean, if James Harden want to go to the Sixers, that would be the easiest route. Opt in, take the $223 million plus the $47 million, then get traded to the Sixers. If not, he's staying in Brooklyn because he ain't going to San Antonio. He ain't going to Orlando, and he's definitely not going to Detroit. And there's no other team out there that has cap space. Yeah, teams can move contracts around, clear space to get James Harden, but I doubt that will happen. You gotta understand. And if he does sign that mega deal, $270 million, his last two years on his contract is $57 million. In year four. And if in the year five, $61 million. That's hard. That's a cap hit. I don't know if you want to do that. In a couple of years, we're going to be talking about James Harden like we've been talking about Russell Westbrook and his contract and John Wan and his contract. I mean, if the Nets do win a championship in the next couple of years with this contract, with, with James Harden's contract, then I guess it'll be win-win and everybody will forget what happened. But if they don't win nothing at all, this will be the contract no one wants to touch. And James Harden not being healthy lately, it's, kinda, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But enough about that. You know, we're going to see what's going to happen in the offseason. Hopefully, they, you know, they work out their, their things with, with Kyrie or not. Obviously, Kyrie's not going to change his mind. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Like I said, if they play the Raptors in the first round, Kyrie ain't playing. And then that's going to be interesting to see in the summer or in June because by June, he would have to make up his mind. All right? But, man, like I said, I hope you enjoyed the whole entire episode by James Harden. There's more to come. There's more to come. More to come. I got more episodes to come. I got stuff that's ready in the works right now. Like I said, I'll be dropping this week. Maybe it's going to be about, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant, or it's going to be about the NBA All-Star. So stay tuned. You know, next time, kick it with us, man. Y'all be safe out there with COVID, man. Ain't no joke, man. Until then, man, I hope y'all stay safe. I hope you're enjoying your time watching this clip. Until then, peace.